Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Gimme the Hogs Chuck! Yeah, I think we'll see it when I get there. Right now, what I'm going to do is just focus on the week and the preparation and what our players need to do. I'm sure there'll be some feelings and emotions when I step in the stadium, but it's really not about me. It's about our football team. And, you know, we've got guys on our team that have worked extremely hard, people that have been here since I first came, guys that we've added to it. But since June, you know, we've been the same team, dedicated and working hard together. So it's really about our players. All right, here we go. Episode 6 of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Wanker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Glad you're here. It's a big week, football week. Bobby Petrino's coming back to town, and that seems to be what everybody's talking about. I think for some people, the game itself is actually going to be secondary to the return of Bobby Petrino. It's been interesting to hear people's comments. Some of the players, some of the former players who played for him have been quoted in a lot of articles and Everybody's got their views on this. It was such a, it was really, you know, a monumental time in Razorback football. We enjoyed great heights and then we, we crashed and burned and, you know, the rest of us were just kind of left to watch it all happen. And then, you know, the program deteriorated and fortunately we've got Sam Pittman now and all that seems to be in the rearview mirror. You know, those of us who worked around Bobby Petrino, those of us who worked with him for a number of years, you know, saw a lot of different things. What the fans saw was winning football. What the fans saw was a program that ascended to heights that maybe they didn't imagine the Razorbacks could get to. Bobby Petrino made everybody feel like the Razorbacks were as good as anybody in the country and had a chance to win every time they played. You know, as you grow older, you realize that everybody screws up. Most of us have made monumental mistakes in our lives, and most of us have had to say, I'm sorry, more than once. Many of us have had to ask for forgiveness in a major way, the same way Bobby Petrino did. And I think those of us who've been through things like that are probably a little bit more understanding and forgiving, maybe, than those who have not. But now let me say this. One of the things that I have not liked this week, and I'll be very frank about this, is media people telling you how you ought to react. Well, you shouldn't boo, or you should boo, or you should wear the neck brace, or you shouldn't wear the neck brace. You know, that's up to each individual. Everybody can decide how they want to react to this. Everybody's got a different feeling on this. And how you react is your business. And it's not anybody's business to tell you what to do. I suspect some people are going to boo. Some people are going to cheer. And I know a bunch of students have paid way too much for neck braces this week. And they're going to be wearing them on Saturday. It's going to be a spectacle. And that's what happens when you have something like that, and then 10 years after the fact, 
that same coach coming back to town, uh, coaching for somebody else. It's only natural that it would be this way. And it is what people are talking about, and that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. It's brought to you by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. You've heard me talk about their professionalism, and I really do think that is what separates them from all the others. There's also the ability to negotiate a deal. You need people to do that, too particularly with the market the way it is right now. You want a professional negotiating the price, and you want a professional getting you from contract to close. These are full-time realtors at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They deal with this every day. This is all they do. And they're experts at getting the best price for your home if you're selling and getting you the best deal if you're buying. Look for their yellow signs. They're all around town. Log on to WeikertGriffin.com. They've got locations in Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville, and Fort Smith. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. I'm not sure there's any group of people that knows Bobby Petrino as a coach, maybe even as a person, better than the quarterbacks who played for him. Uh, throughout his coaching tenure. Tyler Wilson was the last quarterback to play for him at Arkansas. And he joins us now on the podcast. And Tyler, first, welcome. I know you have been asked a million and one questions over the last few days about Bobby Petrino. And I, I appreciate you making time for us. I want to go back to the night of April 1st uh, when all this happened. I want to double back and get to all the good stuff, but I want to go to that night. You're a young man, still a young man, but an even younger man then. When you heard all this, what went through your mind? Well, you know, I think there were some mixed emotions. Uh, understanding one is it is it true? Uh, is this is this real? Uh, is this a uh, am I is uh, you know is this April Fools? Because it was April, I believe. <laughs> April uh, and uh, or somewhere around that time so I was getting a, I was getting jokes and and sometimes they weren't uh, they weren't all that funny uh, including what I thought I was hearing uh, that perhaps might be a joke and so uh, you know the fact that our head football coach was in an accident uh, certainly something you're not not uh, you're, you're more concerned about the health of the individual uh, as opposed to all the things that uh, would go on you know, as a football. So that's the first thing you're thinking about. Uh, as it continue to go on, I think you're, you're, you're concerned about the, the challenge of, of, you know, the football team um, and what, you know, how this might impact the season, uh, my career, uh, all of those things. And, and uh, you know, what's the, what's the future look like? In terms of, as the quarterback, as the leader of the team, was your first thought, we got to get everybody together. We got to get together as a group. We need to talk. How did you handle all that? Because when you're the quarterback, you're the leader of the football team. Yeah, yeah I think um, I think over over the next couple days specifically, uh, you start to you start to understand that the football team uh needs to be addressed and needs to be uh, specifically your position group, the quarterback room, the offensive line, the wide receivers, uh, that, that whole room needs to be, uh, needs to be brought together in some way. 
uh, and this kind of lingering uh, question as to what's going on kind of kind of creates some some concern. Uh, you know, Chuck, what was I think the biggest difference? Uh, you know, maybe from today versus then, is there were several days that, that went on in this in this uh, situation, and the more that 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 happened, I think there was more concern that we might not have our football coach back. Um, and then there was a period of time in there where uh, it was business as usual. He comes back, he comes back, and uh, Trino comes back and addresses the team, addresses the, our organization, and and it felt like it was going to be business as usual. Um, and, uh, there wasn't necessarily this big rally cry or this need to organize the team as, as, you know, he'd come back and, and, uh, in his typical fashion, which I think was part of our success, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's confident, always had a a significant amount of confidence in him with or without a neck brace Hmm. on. And uh, that that confidence kind of just continued, uh, even though maybe uh, behind the scenes, uh, there were some things that needed to be still ironed out. When did you get the sense that it was over? It wasn't until uh, probably about 10 minutes before Jeff Long walked into the room, maybe maybe 30 minutes before Jeff Long had walked in the room. I knew we had had a, a team meeting that uh, was issued and organized. Uh, and it, the meeting was not organized by Coach Petrino. It was organized by Jeff Long. And I had uh, I had gotten a sense that, you know, if it's organized by, by Coach Long, Jeff Long, that that uh, there's probably a reason it wasn't organized by, by Coach Petrino. And mm-hmm. so uh, – I immediately felt uh, I'm very close with a bunch of the coaches and would typically get get feelings and communication from the other coaches before we would ever walk into any team room. I, I knew knew what the vibe and the energy was in that room uh, and could get a sense uh, pr- most of the time before a lot of the other players just because of the you know the relationship I had with some of the coaches and the coaching staff was 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 heartbroken uh, uh, every every staff member in that in that organization uh, I immediately felt the impact of what had happened by seeing in the eyes of every staff member uh, how they were going to be affected mm-hmm. and uh, they walked into that team room in a way I'd never seen anybody it was like funeral and uh, you know, you could you could see that they're the in the mindset and the eyes of of them what what their future looked like for their family, their lives, their their kids, uh, and so I knew it was a big meeting, and I didn't know necessarily how it was going to turn out, but I had a good feel uh, for how it might turn out, and uh, I walked uh, uh, after that after the meeting. Jeff Long had left; he had denounced the dismissal of of Coach Petrino and, and walked out of the room. And uh, Tenarius Wright being the strongest, prob- probably uh, just, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was the strongest verbal leader of that, of that team until then. Uh, sometimes uh, adversity happens and, hmm. and, and things happen and, and leaders emerge. And Tenarius Wright stood up and, and uh, you know, tried to secure that room that, that uh, you know, he was going to do everything he could do. And we were going to be a band of brothers to, to hang in there during the, the adversity. 
and I said a few words as well, but, you know, I don't think it would have mattered what words we said after that meeting. Uh, the damage had been done. As an adult now, you talked about the expressions on the faces of the coaches. As an adult now, and you look back, do you feel the magnitude even more acutely because as a grown-up now, you do understand what those guys were going through? I, I do as someone who uh, I don't – I still don't have any little ones. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have a wife or kids. Um, but from a business perspective, having, having a home, having a place, having, uh, kind of a career, um, someone who has to have accountability for, for, you know, what goes in the bank and what comes out of the bank. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a, it's, 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 it's impactful. And I understand that probably more now than I did at, you know, 22 years old. Um, and today being the 10 year anniversary, not today, but this week being the 10 year anniversary of the last time, you know, uh, coach Petrino was here at Arkansas. Uh, I think I've got a, a much, much bigger grasp of it today than, than probably I did several years ago. You know, I think about Razorback history and I think about when Ken Hatfield left after championship seasons and Quinn Grovey had that one last year under Jack Crow and things didn't go so well. You were at the top of the mountain. I mean, you've beaten Kansas State in the Cotton Bowl. All this happened. And then you went on without your leader, so to speak. You had a new head coach, but it was different. The next few months as you prepared for a season, and then you got into the season, and it didn't go quite the way everyone had hoped it would. How has that period affected you as an adult? What was it like going through it? And I wonder how it's affected you as you've gone on through your life. You know, I, I think there's I think there's ways in which it has affected uh, probably more than I like to imagine. Uh, you know, if there's a if if I feel like there's a positive trait, I've, I've done I've done these interviews a few times, Chuck. Um, I do get asked at the gas station if uh, <laughs> you know uh, you the one that played quarterback at Arkansas, um, and uh, you know, man, I wish you wouldn't have fell off the bike. Uh, in uh, your last season, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, I mean, I think in the big picture, we're playing a game of football and that's what we got to remember. We're playing, we're playing a, a game that, that kids play. And, uh, you know, I, I did watch Monday night football and watch Tom Brady at the age of, uh, 43, 44, uh, 45, somewhere in there that, uh, he's still playing the game, but that's, you know that is so far beyond the 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 mind of me at that time. You know, I, I think as a football player, you have to understand that there's a lot of success and there's a lot of luck. Uh, 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 there's success that's related to you, but there's it's a team game, and so the success of of you is correlated to that team effort and to the coaching staff that you have, and 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 the whole unit, and you know. I always I view it as football gave me a great ride and football exposed me to a lot of things, good, bad, uh, adversity, success. And that's the that's the value that I learned from football and how that's changed me or uh, given me to put me in a position as I am today to to continue to 
fight through whatever the challenge is on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but in terms of where I am and how I am, is some of that different uh, based on the outcomes that happened in my football career? Well, 100%. And I think every person, you know, in life has, uh, uh, can, can relate to that. Some, there was a fork in the road for all of us. And that was certainly a fork in the road for me. There were some great times. I mean, there were great times. I wonder when it was rolling. Sometimes when you're around a coach and it's rolling, that's when the stress is at its highest. I wonder what it was like, your relationship with him, when things were good. I I loved uh, just reflecting back uh, of every interview I've ever done. Uh, and if you caught me in the living room, uh, with, uh, uh, nobody around, no cameras around and you asked me the same thing, I'd give you the same answer, uh, that I think he's one of the best coaches I ever played for and that he's got a, uh, uh, you know, good times or bad. He's got a, he's got a winning spirit about himself. Uh, he doesn't, it's, it, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of excess uh, communication with with Coach Petrino. It's it's to the point. It's pretty quick. If, if it's not business, it's not really worth talking about. You know, uh, there's a there's a there's a uh, one of my favorite shows is this Yellow, uh, Yellowstone where Kevin Costner says, "Well, you know, uh, he starts talking about uh, he starts talking about business at the dinner table, and uh, the daughter says, "Why do we always have to talk about business at the dinner table?" He says, "Well." Um, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't just the dinner table. This is the breakfast table too. So, we, <laughs> so <laughs> but, uh, the, the point being, I, I, there, there was always business in, in coach Petrino, uh, man, everything we, we ever talked about and discussed had revolved around football. And, uh, I loved the mindset and, uh, as a result, I think he, he made everybody, very skillful. He made everybody, regardless of their skill, a better player, uh, and put them. Uh, he put them under the gun. Uh, the stress that you're talking about, he put us through in practice. He put me through every day. Uh, he put our kickers through. Uh, he put the director of football operations through. And uh, just with that that mentality, I think in order to win games in the SEC, you have to be mentally tough. You have to not crumble under pressure when uh, it's hot and it's in the fourth quarter. And I know that's all coach talk cliche, but it's true. And, you know, some some coaches are players coaches and that's great. But oftentimes when when you don't feel that pressure from the head coach, uh, you can't make that play in the fourth quarter when it counts. And uh, I think we had tough players as a result of the demeanor of Coach Petrino. I can remember hearing him talk from time to time about the psychology and motivating players. And there was a method of the madness. And it seemed like at times he was not afraid. And I've heard him verbalize this. He was not afraid to have the entire football team hate him. Uh, and, and, and he said, that, that grows your team. Sometimes they may hate me, but that grows your team. As a player, did you get that sense sometimes from him? Not not just him, but all all the rest of the the, the assistant coaches too. You know, he, I think he he created that mindset for for them. 
to pass along to their players. And so whether it was Petrino, McGee, Coach McGee, uh, Paul Petrino, um, you know, there was a seven on seven early on in my career. Uh, we had a seven on seven with the with the young uh, with the young receivers that were all uh, Warren, Greg Childs, uh, um, Jarius Wright, Chris Gregg, um, you know, all those guys that were, were great players and ended up being great receivers for me. Um, we were having growing pains early. And I believe Casey Dick was out, Ryan Mallett was out, and I had been there a couple of weeks and I was supposed to run the seven on seven. And I had, I had no experience running, you know, uh, a group of guys, many of them four years older and kind of had their own ideas and were still unsure about Petrino as a, as a coach. And I had to run the seven on seven and tell everybody where they were going to be and not just call plays, but organize the, the whole event. Coaches couldn't be involved uh, because it was the off season or it was off season. And uh, I didn't create the sense of urgency that I needed to create in that, uh, in that event. And I got pulled aside amongst the team where, where they could see me and, uh, the whole they saw me get ripped in a way that I've never gotten ripped in my life uh, to this day and never will. And uh, uh, the the objective of that was so they saw how hard life was going to be on the quarterback. Hmm. And uh, I think that was a that was a, a theme. And, and again, to your point, the method of the madness of Bobby Petrino. I've heard people say that have worked with him. I've heard people say that have played for him. Um, I don't ever want to do it again, but I'm glad I did it once. Um, does that kind of fit the way you view that era in your life? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't trade that, uh, era, that, that time in my life for anything. Uh, I, I wouldn't uh, say, man, I wish I had a chance to, to play for this guy or that guy. I, I think I think I played for the right guy. I think I I, I learned uh, a great system. I think it it uh, it took it it took me a while to 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 maximize my efforts in that system. It wasn't the perfect system for me looking back, but I learned a whole lot and grew a whole lot a whole lot as a person in responsibility and what he asked of the, of the quarterback to do. Uh, and I think everybody in the organization says they've, they've grown as a person and respect. Um, so 100%, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And would I sign up and do it again? I tell, I tell this, uh, I was there at the game last Saturday and, and I wasn't real envious of number one, KJ Jefferson, who's done a great job running out on that field. Uh, I loved it. And, and I, I mean, I loved it more than anything, but you know, when, when the time's over, I, I don't have this, I don't have this big envy to go out there and get my brains. Beat. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, you know, I think it served its purpose and its time and its life and I'm definitely beyond that. You know, you learn forgiveness and grace, I guess, as you age, if, if, if you handle things the right way, I know there were probably some moments where you hated him, and I know there were probably some moments where you loved him. How do you reconcile it now? When 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 someone says Bobby Petrino, what what do you think? 
uh, well, the easiest uh, thing is is most, is a very gifted play caller um, and offensive strategist um, and a quarterback guy. And uh, you know, I'm mean, still to this day. There's sure I don't use hate. I mean, I I just you know I think it was an unfortunate event, and you know we as people all make mistakes, and I I, I happen to be you know kind of at the wrong place at the wrong time uh, for, for that event. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think I'm so glad that I got a chance to be a part of it. But when you say Bobby Petrino, I, I say, you know, I say he's a, he's a fantastic play caller, a tough, hard nosed coach and, and very smart, but, you know, there's just there's not a lot of extra extracurricular from, <laughs> from a player from a player's perspective. So uh, I'll leave it at that. He but didn't I, ask you how your weekend uh, went or how your family's doing or anything like that. Uh, no, there wasn't. Uh, there there wasn't a whole lot of, um, uh, and I'm sure it's changed. What I do remember, one of my favorite things that I, I did enjoy with Coach Petrino is right before we would get on the bus after our walkthroughs. I always heard he was, he was, you know, back in his day, he was a hot shot quarterback, right? So uh, being a guy that could throw it, I, you always wonder if the guy that's teaching you about all this quarterback stuff, if he can actually throw it too. And uh, we'd, we'd, we'd stand on the 20 yard line with a bag of balls and we'd see who could hit the, the crossbar of the upright. Um, and you, you know, you got all these young gun quarterbacks that want to want to stick it to the to the man uh, who's uh, giving them all this critique. So, but he gets to go first. He always gets to go first. So if he if he hits it, nobody else throws. And and I often, I remember uh, several times he 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 would hit it on the first try. There wouldn't be there wouldn't be any follow up throwing. And, <laughs> Uh, but every time he missed, we, we cherished the opportunity to hit that crossbar check <laughs> and, uh, and then give him a nudge on the elbow. And I, I remember the first time I was able to do that. And that, that was, that was kind of fun. I was going to say, did it make him mad or did he laugh? Or, I mean, he was a competitor now. You know, uh, it was, you know, it was, uh, it, I think he took it well, you know, it's, uh, um, I, I, we, we would walk back to the bus and, and there'd be a, uh, you'd give them an elbow or give them a shoulder and kind of bump <laughs> it maybe next time coach. You mentioned you went to the game Saturday. I'll wrap it up this way. What, what's it like now when you go watch the game? Do you just, do you watch the quarterbacks? Do you watch the game as a whole? How do you, how do you do it now? Um, I, you know, I like to sit in the middle of it now. I, for a couple of years, I, I like to run around the top of the stadium and introduce myself to people and, and network. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't care much about the game. I mean, if I'm honest. And to be honest, uh, after 2012, there wasn't much there, – there hadn't been much to watch, Chuck. I know it's probably been tough for you to announce mm. a few of the games. Uh, and, uh, equally, I, uh, after we get down a couple touchdowns, I'd go, I'd go to network. Uh, but, uh, you know, now we've got a great football team, you know, and you can't help but watch this, uh, group of guys, uh, you can't help, uh, uh, root for this football team. Uh, we're, we're well coached. We're well oiled machine offensively. 
Uh, I believe in what uh, Kendall Browse is doing. The defense has has been as good as uh, good as I've seen it. Uh, you know, maybe since 2011, or even in, into the Reggie Herring Houston Nut days. Um, I, I like to be right in the middle of the action. I, uh, last week, I sit on the 50-yard line and, and watched a really good football team in a great atmosphere, uh, right amongst the fans. And, and I got a few high fives and, and uh, selfies. And, uh, and the rest of the people didn't know who I was. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'll throw a hat on and, and uh, be, be right, right amongst the, the, uh, the Razorback crowd. And I love that. And so – you know that's that's uh, that would be a preferred way to watch it, and and I don't mind watching it on TV from time to time because I think they do a good job, good job catching the details. And and uh, as a quarterback watching the game, you know I I do watch the quarterbacks. I mean I can't help but not watch the quarterbacks. Uh, KJ, I really really love what he's doing. I think he's got a tremendous ceiling, and I think Kendall Bryles is really dialed into what he does well, and they're they're working together well. But we've got a great running game. You know, I, I can't help I can't help but watch the these running backs and how they pound the ball, Rocket Sanders and and the eye candy. Uh, that's what I would call it, the eye candy that Kendall gives. There's they're going inside, they're going outside, and 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 they're going fast and they're moving fast. And so, you know, I like what I see with Razorback football. Tyler, you're one of the greats, and um, we appreciate you making time for us today. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks for having me on. We'll pick. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's believe b-l-e-a-v 50 that's believe b-l-e-a-v 5-0 bet online where the game starts you're listening to the gimme the hogs chuck podcast presented by white curd realtors the griffin company 
I'm not sure there's anybody out there, and I said this at the top of the conversation with Tyler, I'm not sure there's anybody out there who really understands Bobby Petrino the way his quarterbacks did. Um, you go back to Louisville with Jeff Braum, you you know, you move on to others. Certainly Ryan Mallett during his time at Arkansas was was working closely with Bobby Petrino every day. It's a, it's a fascinating relationship. And I appreciate Tyler taking a few minutes to to visit with us about this today. Now we're gonna talk some more about this on Friday. Chris Lowe who I think is the best college football writer out there, writes for ESPN.com. We're going to have him on the podcast Friday. If you have read the story at ESPN.com where he, he chronicles Bobby Petrino's return to Arkansas, really chronicles a good bit of his coaching career, it's a great read. We'll talk to Chris about that. He also has probably the best takes on college football of anybody out there. Again, I, I think he's the most knowledgeable college football writer there is. And I'm looking forward to having him on the program on Friday. I mentioned at the outset of the podcast today, this was episode number six. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes of the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Ken Hamlin. You know, Ken Hamlin was a great conversation. I loved hearing him talk about watching the game with his former teammates, all his buddies. Matt Jones was good. For me, I thought him talking about dunking the ball over the goalpost and what led up to all that and the plan was interesting. We talked to Madre Hill, great Razorback. You know, Madre went into coaching, and he talks in the podcast about why he didn't get along ultimately with Steve Spurrier when he coached at South Carolina. But they're all good conversations, and I think you'd enjoy going back and listening to them. want to remind you, if you would, to continue to, to encourage people to subscribe, to like us on Facebook. There are a lot of podcasts on the hitthatline.com podcast network, and we certainly hope that you'll make plans to, to listen to all of those. They're all good, and I think you're going to enjoy them all. want to thank Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, again, for making today possible. Again, Chris Lowe of ESPN.com is going to be on the program Friday. Hope you will be, too. Until then, thanks for listening. Boonville Batman is up next. The night is darkest just before the dawn. Give me the hugs, Chuck. I'm Batman. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.